you're listening to women's magazine mutinyradio.fm i'm global val it's j20 everybody that's january 20th 2017 it is a significant day in the united states and i don't just talking about this inauguration I'm talking about this is the fifth anniversary of J20 what I'm talking about is Occupy that's right Occupy J20 2012 San Francisco gets shut down and cities across the country experience an uprising, a resistance of citizens saying, no more corporate greed, no more corporate personhood. We are a country of people, and it's the rights of the people that should supersede all. Of course, it's not just the people we're talking about. We can't separate people from the planet. So on this inauguration day, many are calling to inaugurate the resistance or inaugurate the revolution. I say it's a day to set a new agenda. Here's the agenda I'd like to put out there, folks. It's the agenda to heal. H-E-A-L, heal. H is for human rights. E is for the environment. A is for asylum and L L of course is for love I'm Global Val thanks for joining me here on Mutiny Radio FM San Francisco broadcasting live from the Mission District I was just coming from downtown San Francisco I was down on uh, Montgomery Street earlier right around uh, 11, 15, 11 o'clock, all along Montgomery Street. It was filled with people in the streets, with signs, with drums, with chants, with song. Uh, old people, young people, people of all colors and creeds uh, standing up and saying, excuse me, Mr. Trump, but I don't think you know what kind of people you are presuming to lead as the president. Uh, I did watch the swearing in and his subsequent speech. It was, uh, it was kind of awkward, I think. Um, you know, he spoke a lot about unity, which is contrary to uh, his message throughout the campaign, uh, which, which really surfaced as a type of supremacy. And uh, if not just white supremacy, maybe not just white as a term of race, but of uh, wealth supremacy. You know, I think about 
the fact that uh, he has always been a privileged person. Uh, you know, he's never had to worry about where his next meal's coming from, how he's going to pay for school, how his kids are going to pay for school and eat every day, how he's going to pay rent. None of that. This is, these are not his types of problems. And as a global citizen myself, you know, I call myself Global Val. That's because I've been to 17 countries around the world. And it seems to me like everybody around the world wants the same thing. Peace, health for their families, happiness, access to good food, nonviolent communities, uh, trying to just exist. And, you know, when I think about President Trump, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a man of the world, too. You know, he's got factories that manufacture uh, his goods, um, you know, around the world in different countries, you know, Bangladesh and places like that. Uh, the very types of uh, business practices that he presumes to combat about bringing jobs home. Um, you know, he's been sending jobs overseas for decades now. Um, so obviously, this is a person full of hypocrisy. Um, also, when I think about him traveling around the world, always staying in some sort of luxurious accommodations. Donald Trump has never stayed in a hostel. Um, that's, that's my pro that's my claim. Anyhow, I was just downtown and it was pretty exciting. Uh, down at the Plaza 555 California, there was a huge rally down there. Um, and, uh, I want to play for you a speech that I just recorded about an hour and a half ago. Uh, that was happening off the back of a truck. And at the end of, I, I, at the, end of the speech, you'll hear uh, the woman's name. Uh, this just happened fresh, so I didn't have a chance to review it. But um, she is reintroduced at the end, as well as the organization she is from. So, here we go. Middle and end of this conversation, Donald Trump. We're the beginning, middle and end of this conversation, white supremacy. single day to protect our most marginalized people. You ain't creating no registry for our Muslim brothers and sisters. You're not deporting 11 million of our, of our immigrant brothers and sisters. And we dare you to build one brick at our wall because we'll tear that bitch down. And that is what it is going to take. I don't know how many of you are in an organization. And those of you who have heard me speak might be tired of me saying this. Protesting is not enough. It's important. It's important that they see us in the numbers. It's important that they know that we're going to be out here. It's important that they know that we will lock ourselves down to Caltrain lines. Shut down freeways. Lock interest to bridges. Stop you from getting in and out of your corporate ass workplaces. snap ourselves out of the mentality that the only way we survive is within the confines of this system. They have us trapped on what this thing that the rats get on, right? Those wheels, like this. We're going, we're going, we're going. Get off the goddamn wheel and build something else. Our own schools, our own food, our own medical teams, our own ways of doing community security don't call the 
anymore. Stop it! Don't engage with the system no more. Build rapid responses in your communities. For when these terrorists come into our communities, we push them right the fuck back out. We got this, you all. Say, we got this. We got this. We got this. I love y'all fists up in there one time for me. That was Kat Brooks from the Anti-Police Terror Project. Um, she was hanging out on the back of a truck that was set up there on California and Kearney Streets here in, in San Francisco. And uh, it was uh, one of the unions that had set up that truck. Uh, I can tell you that it was a local 16. And uh, it was a pretty amazing uh, feeling out there in the plaza. It was... Uh, Yes, the, let's see, here we go. It was the, yeah, Local 16, the IATSE, San Francisco. They had a, a truck out there, and were giving speeches off the back, and it was right there at California and Kearney, 555 California. Now, that's where the San Francisco Occupy movement began right there at 555 California. I remember it was, you know, we were kind of, well, Occupy Wall Street was, was just getting started. Um, I think maybe a day before San Francisco did it. And I remember I just happened to be down there and there was one guy who had a megaphone. And if he hadn't had a megaphone, he would have just kind of looked like this dude, you know, maybe kind of a homeless dude, uh, looking kind of scruffy, kind of wild-eyed. And he was out there with the megaphone, and he was talking about uh, corporate personhood, and he was talking about uh, not letting uh, corporate greed um, take over America as it has, about taking it back. And I'm like, who is that one guy? And there were a few other people around. But then from there, Occupy San Francisco took off and there was an occupation down at the, um, the federal, um, not the federal building, the, uh, <laughs> who makes the money um, down there on uh, Market and Beale. And then, of course, down in Justin Herman Plaza, um, Occupy was happening uh, here in San Francisco. And then today is the fifth anniversary of J20 2012, uh, where um, in cities across the country, uh, downtowns were shut down by people chaining themselves together, chaining themselves to the banks and taking to the streets. So that's what's been happening here. Um, and you know, the people may say, well, San Francisco, of course, you're going to be protesting. You always protest out in San Francisco. But um, of course, this is happening across the country. I don't know if you've been tuning in to the coverage of what's been going on in Washington, D.C. Of course, the Women's March is tomorrow. But um, all week, there's been actions uh, gatherings, protests, dance parties, 
of all sorts uh, happening in Washington, D.C. So I'm watching the phone line today because Roman Reimer of the Weekly Review, who has the show here at Mutiny Radio every Friday from 12 to 2, uh, Roman is out in Washington, D.C., as is our friend, poet, librarian, teacher, E.K. Keith. And so I'm sure they're, they're rather busy uh, and, and probably swept up in a lot of the action that's happening. Um, but uh, the phone number here at Mutiny Radio is 415-550-0511. Again, that number is 415-550-0511. And if you're out in the streets and you're out in the mix and it happens to be right now, uh, Friday afternoon, you can give us a call in. I'll be here until about quarter to six this evening, so you've got ample time to call in with an update about what's going on out in the streets, uh, the, the feeling, uh, the actions, the solidarity of it all. And of course, Diamond Dave, I ran into uh, just downtown about an hour or so ago. I believe that he's continuing on with a march um, that was being led by local high school students from downtown um, California Street down to Civic Center. Um, there's been a there's a big movement. There's been a big camp camp out at Civic Center um, because a big local action uh, called Bay Area, Bay Resistance has been camped out there to stand up against police brutality and the impunity with which police across the country, even here in San Francisco, get away with murder and uh, have very little. There's there's very little recourse um, for the killings that happen on the hands of police. And so what I'm kind of taking from this building, gathering storm of a movement, uh, a people's movement, is that, you know, we may, people are going to focus their efforts in different ways, but holistically, different groups are going to be working on different matters, different issues, and then bringing them together because uh, the, the, the group at Civic Center is protesting police violence. Uh, there are groups protesting mass incarceration. Um, so again, the tie-in of uh, systemic abuse. Um, and uh, you know what I find kind of interesting about this Trump administration? You know, he says, oh, I'm going to drain the swamp. Right. So, you know, it would be one thing. And if you look at his cabinet picks, it's it's really uh, pretty ugly. Um, A a big, huge uh, group of unqualified people, people who either have no experience uh, in in government or, uh, you know, have only resisted government or worked outside of it. you know, this whole idea of draining the swamp. Well, I think of it as like cleaning a swimming pool, right? So if he really wanted to clean the swimming pool, you would drain it, you'd wash it, you'd fill it with fresh water. But to me, it seems like with his cabinet picks that he's just adding, pouring in poison into the water. Uh, let's talk about some of his picks for the cabinet. Okay. One of the very one of the few women that he has nominated uh, to be part of his cabinet is Betsy DeVos, 
and he she has been nominated to be the uh, Secretary of Education, um, which is a a position that oversees millions of dollars of of student grants, student loans, uh, public school systems, testing. I mean, a huge, 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 uh, complex job. And, uh, Betsy DeVos has never been to public school. Uh, her children have never been to public school. Uh, she's never had to take out a student loan. She's never had to take out a grant, uh, nor have any of her children, uh, she and her family, um, own, uh, own a company that, uh, benefits from student debt. Um, so they actually make money out there. They're basically, they're a government contractor with the, with the department of education. So, uh, they make money when uh, people pay off their student loan debt. So it's no surprise that she isn't against free college tuition because she personally benefits from you and me and all our nieces, nephews, friends, and neighbors um, taking out student loans. Now, I kind of expected when, when they first started coming out uh, about all of his cabinet picks, I kind of expected there to be just you know, a big group of, uh, of, of unqualified people, people who couldn't answer simple questions, just like the president himself. Um, but here's the, the kind of really sick, twisted part that I found out um, about Betsy DeVos. She is the sister of Eric Prince. And Eric Prince is the founder of Blackwater, which is that private military mercenary firm that has been stoking the fires of war and violence in Iraq uh, since the 2003 invasion. Um, this is, these are people who profit off of murder. And it's just amazing to me. It's how outrageous that is. Um, so, you know, Trump has a lot of money, but we wouldn't know because he's never released his tax returns. Um, but, you know, he could not actually fund his whole campaign by himself. So there was a super PAC that was formed. Um, and uh, it was a Trump PAC to make America number one. And two of the largest supporters, um, contributors to that, to that super PAC uh, were Eric Prince and his mother, Elsa. These are billionaires. Uh who make money off of poor people going into debt for education and they make money off of organizing private mercenary armies. <laughs> I don't know how to, I can't really soften that blow. Um, so being that this is women's magazine, I wanted to highlight one of the few women who is actually nominated and who's had hearings uh, Senate hearings. Um, and, uh, now that Trump has been inaugurated, the Senate can begin to, uh, vote, uh, to confirm or not confirm, uh, all of these cabinet picks who've been going through hearings. So welcome to a new America folks. Uh, it is an interesting time that we're living in. 
So I do want to lighten it up <laughs> while I wait for the phone calls. I'm hoping Roman and EK can give me a call in or anybody else too. 415-550-0511. But I want to play some music for you. And this is music from a, a, a woman who has been uh, a peace activist, a musician uh, around the world. She's done a lot of work in Palestine. She recently went out to Standing Rock. And I met her because she performed at the 50th anniversary of the human being. And uh, this is the artist Aliza uh, Hava. And she has this album called Natural State. Her band is called Eve of Eden. And she sang a really beautiful song last weekend at the 50th anniversary of the human being. And I want to play that for you right now. This song is called Rise. Rise.
That was Aliza Hava with her group Eve of Eden. Her song Rise off the album Natural State. If you want to get more, you can check out eveofedenmusic.com. And uh, she's actually, if you find her on Facebook, she's out in Washington, D.C. right now and was planning to do some Facebook Live reporting as well. So um, also, if you're if you're trying to figure out, find out what's happening in Washington, D.C., a couple other local uh, journalists from San Francisco are out there. Uh, Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez from the San Francisco Examiner. He's out there. If you go to the San Francisco Examiner Facebook page, check out their live stream. He's out there uh, recording what's happening. And so is uh, our friend Brokass Stewart, who, of course, ran for mayor in uh, 2015. And uh, his plan was to be out there. He actually got a ticket to the inauguration somehow. And his plan was to dress like a billionaire robber baron. So there's a lot of creative resistance going on um, against the uh, hate-filled, bigoted, misogynistic, uh, wealth supremacist uh, campaign that Donald Trump ran and uh, won the Electoral College with, even though he did not win the popular vote. Here's some more creative resistance from the streets of San Francisco, a video I took a couple of hours ago downtown on California Street. And uh, they had some, there was a group out there who organized the rally, and the group was called Bay Resistance. You could check them out, bayresistance.org. And so we got some hip-hop out there. Check this one out. If I can press play. Come on, who wants 
is straight from the streets of San Francisco. Just a couple hours ago, you're listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val here on Mutiny Radio.fm San Francisco. Happy to be here and spreading the word and being an outlet and an outpost for free speech, especially in an era that we enter with a president who seems to have almost a complete disregard for the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights, which of course guarantees rights to free speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, freedom to address the grievances you have with government, uh, freedom of the press, um, all of these things. And uh, Donald Trump has not shown that he really supports any of that. And he just took a solemn oath today, folks. He just swore on two Bibles, whatever that means for him, um, to uphold to the best of his ability, the Constitution of the United States. Um, So let's hope he's read it. Um, I actually have a copy of the Constitution. It's in my purse. It's a rather small book. It's not very long. So I hope he's taken some time out of his very busy tweeting schedule, um, you know, uh, between uh, brunches and, and, uh, and massages and things to actually read the Constitution. Um, You know, he did say one true thing in his speech today that I saw. And I don't, I don't think uh, he knows quite, quite how much it means, but I believe it was foreshadowing. Uh, He said that today is the day of the people. And when the people take back the country, um, and (laughs) that actually seems like a very true statement. It might be the first true thing he's said in, in, in quite some time. Um, So, you know, I I was reading that apparently there's a a big, uh, uh, across the country, there have been some laws recently introduced um, against peaceful protest, um, whether it's increasing the fines or increasing the jail time or increasing the charges for 
uh, protest, uh, whether it's crossing police lines or being on the wrong side of the street, what have you. Um, of course, these have been put forward by Republicans. And uh, one of the most disturbing ones was in North Dakota. Uh, a law has been uh, proposed, a bill has been proposed, rather. It's not uh, been voted on. It's not been become law at all. Um, but a bill was proposed in North Dakota. Of course, that's where the Standing Rock Sioux uh, are, have been protecting the water uh, and camped out uh, for months uh, to try to protect uh, the, the water and the land from the Dakota Access Pipeline going through. And um, just on, on that note, they've They've really been under, recently, uh, the past few days, they've been under another huge assault from law enforcement. Tear gas, rubber bullets in the back, rubber bullets in the face, floodlights at night, of course. Um, they mostly attack at nighttime, um, but apparently they've been doing it during the day as well recently. Um, uh, they've 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 marched into uh, across the lines of the camp, have arrested dozens of people just in the past few days. So please don't forget about Standing Rock. It is still happening. The struggle continues. The water protectors who are unarmed uh, are standing there uh, trying to protect water for millions of Americans who are downstream. Um, of what this proposed pipeline aims to do, which is to burrow underneath the uh, Lake Oahe and under the Missouri River. Uh, there was kind of a, a brief victory uh, back um, about a month ago when the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers denied the easement or the grant land gr grant uh, to Energy Transfer Partners, uh, which is the main... Uh, company who's who's building the Dakota Access Pipeline or DAPL DAPL um, uh, but just but the the people haven't left because they know that as soon as they leave that company's going to start drilling with or without permission you know they say it's always better to ask uh, forgiveness than permission and so there have they have been under a huge barrage of assault just in these past few days they've been out there for months it's freezing winter temperatures um, so please send not only your love uh, your if you if you pray send your prayers um, or send supplies uh, out to to help the people who are out there uh, stand up against this oil and gas industry with the audacity to uh, attack people um, for standing in the way. And the reason I bring that up and, and kind of get into those details is because the uh, the re a recent bill that was introduced in North Dakota would actually allow motorists to run over and kill protesters if they were on a freeway. Just think about that. So as long as a driver did it accidentally, it would be okay. That's one of the bills that's being put forth in North Dakota. I see the phone ringing. I'm excited. Mutiny Radio. Oh, nice. Hi, Elisa. Yeah, let me actually, can I bring you on live to the show? Got it. You got it. We can just talk for a minute or two. Hold on just a second. Thank you. 
All right. On the phone, we have Elisa Hava, who we just played music um, from her album, Natural State. Elisa, thank you so much for calling into Women's Magazine. Hey, how's everybody doing? Well, we're doing okay. The, it's a buzzed-filled kind of day over here in San Francisco. What's going on in Washington, D.C.? Well, uh, we're just pulling into town, actually. We're heading over to the Meditation Museum um, to do a concert, um, a concert of sisters coming together to put out good energy this weekend, um, good prayerful energy, trying to help keep people safe keep the faith and the hope alive, and um, actually just came down from New York City where last night there was a rally in front of the Trump International Hotel with, oh man, there were so many people there. There was about 20,000 New Yorkers there, and um, Mark Ruffalo, Natalie Merchant, Alec Baldwin, Al Sharpton, Sharpton Cher was there, the head of the NAACP. It was very inspirational. Um, there's a YouTube video, three and a half hours long, that you can watch the whole thing, um, called We Stand United. So that was very powerful initiation into this weekend, for sure. Yeah, I like that you use the word initiation, because I think we are seeing this as kind of the beginning, the, the, the stepping point, uh, the first step in in really a new era yeah, and actually, as you say that, um, you know, they call for 100 days of resistance last night. Michael Moore and Alec Baldwin uh, were talking about a, a new movement for the next 100 days to do 100 days of action um, with love at the helm. You know, we're talking about nonviolent love action <laughs> that um, that promotes unity and diversity, that promotes love over hate and um and is a resistance to to the kind of um leadership that is uh stepping into the the uh well i would say the white house but he's not really going to be there is he <laughs> maybe um, not <laughs> just, yeah so you get the point 100 days of resistance and i think that um there's a a thread that if people want to text um, I believe if you text to the number 69866, text um, 100 days, the, the number 100, the letter, uh, the word days to 69866, and then you'll get, you'll get put on the, um, the email list for 100 days of action and resistance. So we're in the car right now, heading into crazy traffic in D.C. So I'm so glad that you called in, and I know we've only got you for another minute or two. Um, there's there's definitely over here in the Bay Area, they're having Bay resistance um, as well with texting in and, and getting started. Um, have you been talking to folks, or do you um, yourself have any plans for or ideas for what some of that uh, love-charged resistance actions may, may be? I want to keep writing music and singing as much as I can because that's what keeps me centered and um, feeling connected to my purpose in this world. And I think it's so important for people to create beautiful things and to remember what makes them whole and not to get sidelined or or pushed into um, places of anger and rage, which are not really helpful. Um, to the cause, because if you if you become full of anger and rage, 
you basically are falling right into that trap of division. And um, it's very hard to act in a healthy way when you're coming from that place. Mm. Um, So I think, you know, my actions for resistance are going to be about really tapping into um, a deeper place of of um, acting out of love instead of reacting, which is a very difficult thing to do, by the way. I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do at all, but I think that that's the kind of practice that can help us to create a healthier planet as we move forward into this next stage. Thank you for that loving message. I'm right there with you. I totally agree that we need to not just continue to repeat all the negativity, but rather to replace it with affirmative messages, uh, love, outreach, uh, connectivity, and uh, rise above. We actually just, I actually just played your song Rise off of your album, um, and I have it right here in my hands. Maybe you could uh, pick another track that I can play as we uh, se- give you a, a send-off to the Meditation Museum in Washington, D.C. Sure. Um, there's a song called Calling Destiny, which uh, it's, got a really, it's got a really beautiful message of um, unity and diversity um, and religious tolerance and interface. You know, it's got a... The story behind it is about an interface adventure so that could be a cool track to play excellent thank you so much for calling in to women's magazine with global val it's broadcasting around the planet on mutiny radio.fm and the podcast will be up later this afternoon lisa hava thank you so much for your beautiful message and your beautiful music i'm glad to connect and you're welcome to uh, connect and call in anytime awesome thank you so much val thanks everybody all right All right. Peace out. Peace. Right on. Elisa Hava rolling into Washington, D.C., going to the Meditation Museum uh, because the ladies are getting ready to march tomorrow. And uh, not just the women, but the women are certainly leading the charge. And uh, we need to... uh, you know, get get our vibrations up as much as possible. So, as the track she introduced, Calling Destiny, this is off of the album Natural State by uh, the group Eve of Eden, headed by none other than Elisa Hava. Thank you for calling in. You said you saw me before Maybe in a dream Maybe you're imagining And I knew you were pure The second I saw I saw you smiling That night by the fire You told me the tale Of how you found yourself Upon the prophet's trail 
music from Elisa Hava. Thank you for calling in all the way from the the traffic of Washington, D.C. Oh, we've got a few more minutes left here in women's magazine, uh, mutinyradio.fm, J20, 2017. Donald Trump just became the president. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. Well, let me tell you what's going on. Of course, there's a lot of events happening Um there were, you know, big protests across the country today. Um, also a celebration of Occupy, uh, fifth, fifth anniversary of J20 2012, when cities downtown city uh, got across the country, got shut down by uh, peaceful protesters who were standing up to corporate personhood, standing up to the abuse of powers that be. I see the phone ringing again. I'm getting excited. Who is it this time? Mutiny Radio. Hey, hey, it's you Diamond Dave. Made it to City Hall. Yeah, so you're down at City Hall. What's going on, Dave? Well, I'm, uh, there's a uh, uh, rally going on here. The people are still about outside of them after you and I connected there at the at the at the tower, the Bank of America Tower. Is that right? Yeah, down there at Five Five California and Kearney. And it, was, and it was a great group of people, so enthusiastic, feeling so special, getting ready for Trump. And building a free city, San Francisco. So, what's happening down at Civic Center? Okay, I just got here. There's a there's a small group. Some of others. Some of them are in the market. What's happening here? Oh, she's not sure. Let me find out. <laughs> I'm not. I think uh, it was sir. against police hey, brutality hey, and police violence. What's happening here? Hey, brother. What's happening here? For days. Yeah, we have some people been here for days. They're camped out here, holding it down, uh, kind of an occupy. And people here are telling about the folks who've been, the folks who are killed by the police. Uh, and then there's a big banner that says, "Consequences: No confidence. Uh, stop police and impu- in, in, impunity. Yeah, that's the word impunity. And so that's happening. I'm looking at the people who've been camped out. I think we can continue here. 
I just borrowed a phone because my mind would work with the situation. So I think people are coming. Right now you're getting... So we're living a time in which there's going to be many marches, I think. And I think the kind of enthusiasm that we that you and I saw there at the, at the, at the Bank of America Tower is going to continue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, not only today, I know that there's a, a action and uh, planned for five o'clock today, right there at Civic Center. Well, so that's just that's okay, just two ahead. that's just two hours from now. And of course, the women's march, uh, which is happening across the country, is going to be happening tomorrow, starting at Civic Center. There's going to be speakers and things, I believe, starting at three o'clock, and then the march uh, leaves the UN Plaza Civic Center at five to walk down to Justin Herman Plaza. So uh, I know I'll be there and so will thousands upon thousands so, uh, of others. Of folks. Yeah, so let's uh, so lots of folks. It's gonna be amazing. The women's march tomorrow, starting right here where I'm standing and uh, where I'm standing, it's gonna be amazing. And I encourage everybody within the sound of our voice to come on down or whatever city they happen to be in Join the Women's March. Everybody is invited. All genders invited. But uh, the women are stepping up. Is that right? That's right. And that's going to continue. Women stepping up. That's right. Well, look, I think I, my back is really hurt. I think I go. Are you going to stay around the station for a while? Yeah, I'm going to be here for the Common Thread Collective, which is going to start in about three minutes. So if you want to give me a call back, if you want to call back into the show, maybe in about 10 or 15 minutes and let us know if anything else is happening. Or as I know you do connect with other people who want to send a message, uh, give, them a, give them our number or give a call with them. 415 I'm going to come up there. I don't think I've waited two hours here. So I'll come up there. But I'm, I'm going to give the sister thank you who would lend me her phone because mine lent me your phone. And I think I'll come up there to Mutiny Radio. Yeah, come on down, Dave. We'll be here. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. To be continued. To be continued. Diamond Dave, of course, calling in from the streets as he does so well. Thank you for listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. And, uh, you know, I like to ha- include a little poetry in the show. Um, and uh, I recently picked up a book, and it was the California Poets in the Schools from 2009. And I was slipping through it last night, and I, I, I want to share a real, I think, a really a couple really sweet uh, poems. But I think 